Hello, guys. Thank you for listening to Disciples by Design. Uh, we've been gone for a few months and uh, just uh, been taking time to honestly seek God out in a new way. And uh, one of the coolest things is that uh, I believe I have a direction in my life and what I've been praying for. And so that's really cool. Um, I hope anybody out there is going to the send. We are uh, going to the send here in Kansas City. Um, let's see. It's going to be in uh, in a week. Just next weekend, we'll be going to Kansas City for the send. Um, if nobody signed up for that, I highly recommend you go to the send.org. Um, they should still have some tickets available. It's all free. Um, they are taking donations for people that want to donate to the cause. And any other information you want to find out, you can find out on the sin.org. I highly, highly recommend that you come. There's going to be a lot of uh, bands and preachers uh, being there. Some big names. Uh, one of my favorite pastors, Todd White, is going to be there. I'm very excited. And uh, so, yeah, I hope that you can join us next weekend in Kansas City um, at the Send. Anyways, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We are going to be talking a little bit about um, something that God's really put on my heart, and it's part of the new direction and uh, the new direction that we're taking for disciples by design to be more proactive, not only in our day-to-day -day lives, but in our communities and in, in our churches. And uh, one of the things that I really just want to get into is, you know, uh, it was something that Todd White brought up in one of the messages I was listening to the other day. And he had something, he had said something that really stuck in my mind. And he said, you know, he said something along the lines of, um, it is time to be more concerned about their eternity than your embarrassment. And so we're going to talk about that. But first, let's dive into a prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today, God. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, God, that you supply all of our needs, Lord Jesus. We thank you for blessing us at our job, our workplace, God, with our friends and family, Lord Jesus, that you are just, God, that you're on our side, that we have the freedom to choose you, God, to say that you are our God and that our house will serve you, God. We, we thank you for everything that you've been doing in our lives, God. We pray that uh, if there's anyone out there, God, that, that needs help and they're struggling through things, God, I pray that you show them how to walk in your freedom and in your power and the authority that you've given them in their lives, God. I pray that you begin to show them who you are, God, your heart and, uh, God, your concern for our lives and the, the lives of the people around us, God. I pray that you begin to show them the uh, who you've made them to be, God who you've designed them to be, Lord Jesus. I thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives and in the lives of the listeners, Lord Jesus. And I, I just ask that you uh, help those that uh, need to get something out of this, get something out of this today, God. I thank you for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, we're going to kind of dive into this. Um, it's not a super long message, but um, I really just want to want to talk about this. So. Um, so this is the type of thing I usually share in my disciples by design encouragement group, but today I think others may benefit from it. And so I'm going ahead and we're going to, um, well, we're going to talk about this. 
So, yeah, like I was saying earlier, I was listening to Todd White the other day, and he said something that really just stuck in my head, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. There are so many Christians that want to be around people that make them feel uplifted, which isn't a bad thing. But if they never seek to love those who do not know love, then, then there's something wrong with that because we're, we're supposed to be an example of who God is. And so, you know, our world is full of people that do not know true love. And I'm not talking about relationships. No, I'm talking about Christ's love, the love that endures and shines even in the midst of darkness, even in the midst of tr struggle, heartache, weariness, fear, pain, or suffering. It is the force that inspires hope. That there could be something more past the injustices that are forced on those that feel that they walk alone. In John 1, it says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him, and without him not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life, and the power to bestow life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it, or overpower it, or appropriate it, or absorb it and is unreceptive to it. That's John 1, 1 through 5. That's the amplified version. So it does go into a little more detail to help readers understand. And that's usually what I use on podcasts um, to give a, a better sense of um, some of the verses that I've read. So guys, you know, this is one of my favorite passages. And the reason that I love this passage is because it talks about who God is. It talks about the, the Holy Spirit. It talks about God and it talks about Jesus and how they coexist together, that they are co-eternal, that they are one God, even though they are separate. And so, um, you know, the other, the other things I really like about this verse or these verses is it says, all things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being, which means that even though man, you know, even though there's atheists out there that are like, you know, God, God is God, or, you know, there is no God or, you know, uh, there's a bunch of people. There's even people that are like, you know, I believe there's a higher being, but they shouldn't be named. You know, um, it doesn't matter what you choose to believe. There's nothing that you can do that God hasn't already seen um, the future of. And so nothing can exist outside of his design. And so, you know, it's just, yeah, it's basically at that point, uh, at that point, it's kind of silly to, to, to think that you could live your life and that it'll never conflict with the word of God. Someday we'll all have to give a reckoning, a testimony in front of in front of Christ for the way that we lived our lives. And, you know, I at least want to be able to, to hold my head high in front of God and not not in defiance and in total and absolute abandonment for anything that could be of concern in my life. I want to live for God 100%. And it is my greatest wish and desire uh, 
to share that with other people. You know, I, uh, I wasn't really planning on talking about this, but I guess this is the way it's going. Um, you know, I grew up in the church and, uh, I grew up in a corrupt church at first. Um, and it wasn't until later I joined a church called the fellowship, which is in Oakland, Iowa. Um, and I really got to find out who God was or who he is. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was really the first time I really started to understand and know him was when I went to, uh, this uh, Bible camp um, when I had just turned 18, just graduated high school. And uh, I really, really wanted to go. And I never had had an encounter with God like this ever in my life. You know, I, I had, uh, in fact, in high school, I had for a short time uh, practiced witchcraft and I had just totally rebelled against my family and uh, against my parents, against the church. And when I realized what I was doing, what it was doing to me, and I, instead of, instead of having power, you know, like everybody craves, I, I was tortured. I was tortured in my thought life and my dreams. And, uh, I had things happen that, you know, honestly, I don't recommend on anyone. And so when I went to this, to this camp and I was trying to give my heart to God and, uh, to really turn over a new leaf. I, my, I stepped off this bus and my foot hit the gravel. And for the first time ever, God had really spoken to me and said, your confidence is in me. And throughout that week, I learned that my confidence, my trust, my peace, my patience, my strength, everything that I need is in him. And there's nothing aside from him that I could ever need more than him. Does that make sense? So I'm saying, there's nothing in this world that can truly replace the love and freedom and authority in our lives other than the word of God. So nothing that we do um, can outpower the love of Christ. And so, you know, thinking about this, thinking about this in, in the terms of uh, of our message today, you know, um, there's been so many times where in my life, I've called on the name of Jesus and he's answered. You know, the, you know, I get people that are like, I don't believe you. I'm like, dude, I don't really care if you believe me or not, man. It happened. You weren't there, so how would you know? <laughs> but, you know, thinking about my life and the things that I've struggled through, the things I've gone through, how many times I walked away from God because I was angry or hurt or things happened. You know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. There's always going to be things that come up that are going to drive us crazy. But how do we deal with them? Because God says that we have authority in our lives, that we can speak to a mountain and tell it to move. And if we have faith, then it will do so. And we have it, it says if we have faith of a mustard seed, you ever eat a hamburger and you see those little sesame seeds on uh, the bun? A mustard seed is a little bit smaller than that. So, I mean, if you have faith that size, true faith, and you say to a mountain, move, it'll move if it's by the will of God. And so there's things he's told us in our life that we can, we can, we can do, we can overcome, we can conquer because we are more than conquerors. 
And so 1 John 1 through 5, I really like it, or not 1 John, John 1, 1 through 5. Um, the reason I really like it is because it tells us who God is. It tells them how he exists or tells us how he exists. And then it, uh, it tells us who we are. So I'm going to read this again. In John 1, it says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God, meaning they're one. All things were made and came into existence through him, and without him not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the power to bestow life, and that life was the light of men. So he bestowed life on us. So literally, when he created Adam and Eve, we became we became the light that he spoke into existence. That light shines on in the darkness. This is for people that truly believe, trust, and walk in the will and power of God that are continually devoting every day to God. These are the people that trust God with all their heart and don't lean on their own understanding. But in all their ways, they walk forward and he leads and guides them. So the light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it, or overpower it, or appropriate it, or absorb it, and it is unreceptive to it. That means that the darkness cannot do anything against those that walk in the power of God. And the darkness cannot understand it. It cannot overpower it. It cannot appropriate it. It cannot absorb it, and it cannot receive it because it is unreceptive. It does not understand it. So th this this is the power that God has given men to be, you know, men that choose to walk and be humble before him, to devote their lives to his service. And his service is reaching the people, our friends, our family, the ones that struggle in the world, to love them. Even though they hate God, even though they may hate you, even though they treat you like crap, to just continually love them, continually, without fail. And you know, we're human, we'll mess up, but that's why God gave us grace, so that we can turn to him and say, God, I'm sorry. And he will take our sins and throw it as far as the east is from the west. And we all know how far the east is from the west. They never connect you can turn one way and go west and then turn right back around and go east, but the two never meet. There's not a middle. You're either going west or you're going east. Like, they never meet. So they're so far apart from each other that they can never touch. And yet God throws it farther than that. That's incredible. So, continue on. Even though Christ went back to heaven, he passed the torch to us, his children, those that acknowledge him for his word and for his sacrifice. With this belief in him, he now shines inside of us. We are supposed to be different, but how many Christians stop after being saved? How many stop at being babies? They go to church on Sunday. They don't do anything aside from that. They go to church. 
once in a while they'll have a devotion, you know, and it's, you know, it's kind of like, oh, that's cool. But, you know, they don't really get anything out of it. They don't try to grow. You know, they just go back to the, the way life was. And they're like, yay, now I get to go to heaven. Dude, your Christian life is not about heaven. It's not about your salvation. It's not. It's about being the example, walking as, an, as a disciple in this world. It's about the rest of the world out there to pass the torch to them. And to encourage them and lift them up and pull the greatness out of them until they can hold the torch, until they have known God, until they have accepted his sacrifice. But until that time, we are to love them, to show them who God really is, to show them the freedom that we walk in. Yet there are so many Christians that are still bound by the things of this world. They have light in the center of their chest, but darkness surrounds everything else. Their light is dim. It flickers, but it doesn't shine. We were given a responsibility to step forward and shine. When we were given this torch, we were to be the example. We were instructed to love like he loves us. Yet how many walk in the power he's given? How many speak what he's laid on their hearts to speak? Believers! It's time to love, even when our life is on the line. It's time to show his heart to those they've that have never known true friendship. It's time to walk forward, carrying the torch that he's given to us. It is time to be more concerned about their eternity than your embarrassment. When was the last time you held that torch? When was the last time you held it high and helped someone who needed it? Help somebody at the grocery store, on the side of the road, your neighbor across the street. When was the last time you held it? The verse for today, the main verse I want you to focus on is 1 Corinthians 13, 7. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. That is 1 Corinthians 13, 7. I'm going to read that one more time. I want you to really think about this. Really think about the meaning behind this, about what this means. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes. Believes all things, looking for the best in each one. Hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. Endures all things without weakening. This verse speaks of a Christian that knows their identity in Christ. Knows who they are. Knows the authority that they have at hand. Knows who Christ has made them to be. They know what he sacrificed. They know what he's given them. They know how to overcome. They know they can trust in Jesus. They know that it is their job to carry that torch and pull the best out of those around them. They know that even in the valley of the shadow of the death, that they will fear no evil thing. 
because God is our rock. His joy is our strength, and we can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. We don't have to be afraid of the things happening in the world. We don't have to be afraid of the tribulation. And if the time comes where where we're called to step up, even though our lives may be on the line, we don't have to fear our death because we will go to be with him. It's time, guys. It's time to stop being afraid. It's time to step up. It's time to walk before our King. To be who he has called us to be. And you know, some of us are called to be a grocery store clerk. Some of us are called to work at a vape shop. And to cheer those up that come in looking for a way out of the world. An escape. It is is time to stand for what God has called us to stand for. To love the world the way that they have never known love. I've made my choice. Have you? It is time to believe the best in others and pull that greatness out of them, just like how Jesus did that for us. To love them as Christ loves us, unconditionally, lining up with the Word of God. We need to show them that freedom that comes from Jesus is true freedom. Thank you guys for listening today. It was a little bit longer. I hope you all have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you later. Lord Jesus, thank you for the devotions today, God. I just ask that you uh, you help us step up, God. Show us, show us your heart, God, how you feel about the people in the world, God. Show us how to pull the greatness out of other people, God. How to love them the way that you have loved us, God. Lord Jesus, I pray that you just, God, you begin to change the hearts, the minds, the listeners, the people that really want to know you, that are seeking after your heart, God. I pray that you show them who you are, God. I pray that you show us how to be on fire for you, God, how to walk and maintain that fire in our life, God, how to have devotions with you, God, on a daily basis, even though our schedules are busy and even though we have things that come up, God, how to put you first. Lord Jesus, I thank you for everything you're doing in our lives, God. I thank you for this message. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, thank you for listening to Disciples by Design, guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.